Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today, we're going to have a lively panel discussion on how you can love difficult people, especially during this holiday season. It's good to have tools in our toolbox, and that's what we're going to share with you today. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view, ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Inspiring to develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know, because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons, The Christian View. And welcome to The Christian View. What a great audience we have. Thank you all for being here. We love having our live audience back. And thank you at home for um, for watching us and inviting us into your home or those listening by radio or podcast. This is The Christian View. We take today's hot and challenging topics and weigh it against the Word of God because God does have a view. And it needs to be out there in the world today more than ever. Um, before we get into our topic, I would encourage you to go and, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and um, visit our new website. It's, it's pretty amazing. It has our magazine on there and lots of upcoming information on there. So go ahead and, and check that out as well. We're going to talk today, Trudy, yes. about loving difficult people. That's Does right. anybody have difficult people in their life? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we at some point will come across somebody who is a little bit difficult to love. You know, but God in his goodness has given us the tools we need. Yeah. And I think about in John 13, 34, it says, Jesus says, as I have loved you, so you love one another. And it sounds easy, doesn't it, Trudy? It sounds, well, we're all going to get together. We're all going to be in unity. But that doesn't always happen, right? Mm-hmm. So how and what does the Bible say about how we love those difficult people around us? Yes. So I think the golden rule is where we start. Do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. And I, you know, we talk about the difficult people like they're out there. But really, I believe our source of struggle with other people comes from being not being at peace with ourselves. Mm-hmm. When it comes to getting along with people, everything begins with our ability to treat right. others the way we would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And what remains at the, um, if we remain self-centered, right. and self-serving, we will always struggle with other people. But when we put other mm-hmm. people's needs and desires in front of ours, and of course that sounds so Christianly and like, and it's not always easy to do. Right. But at the end of the day, I love, this has stuck with me for years. A pastor named Gary Smalley wrote a book called The DNA of Relationships. Yes. Yeah. And he said that when we are in a situation, what we always do, we're like behind a camera and the lens is always pointing out there. But the way to win with people is to, in every situation, turn that camera lens mm-hmm. back on ourselves and say, what is my role in this right. situation? What am I doing? How am I presenting myself to the world that they may feel hostile towards me? Yes. 
And I love what John Maxwell says. He says, we need to remind ourselves daily that the entire population of the world, with the exception, with one minor exception, is composed of other people. Mm -hmm. And so when you think of it that way, we're not the center of the universe, but we come at everything as though we are. Right. Uh, You you made some good points. And one is, you know, Jesus, he loved and he loved through serving. And he, you know, he was meek. It wasn't about Jesus. He knew what he came to do and he knew who he was. And I do think that if we know who we are in Christ, we're not going to be offended. We become unoffendable. It's not about us. If someone looks at us the wrong way, right. we're going to love them in, in, in yes. the midst of it. Yes. You know, but it does come back to where is our identity? Is it in Christ or is it in is it all about, right, of affirmation of people? Yes. And so I think we really need to focus on and that. And not wanting okay. others to always you know, look at us and feed our needs. Right. I think that's where we kind of become as a society. Mm-hmm. It's like, what have you done for me yeah. lately? And it needs to be more outward. I think we yeah. forget mm-hmm. that often we are the difficult people. Yes, I think that in a nutshell, that's what I was yeah. saying. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The scriptures that God gave me was in Luke, love your enemies, do good to those mm-hmm. who hate you, bless those who curse you. In 1 Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy or boast. John 15, this is my commandment that you right. love one another as I have loved you. Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. From Matthew, God has given us these tools, but it's not easy. But I think if we start looking at people with softer mm-hmm. eyes, the mm-hmm. way Jesus sees them, that we are all made in his image and we all can be difficult right. at times. Mm-hmm. And it's praying, Lord, help me to love them as you do. Mm-hmm. That's and right. then love me, Lord, in spite of what I'm doing. Right. Love them yeah. through me. Let me just yes. let me die to self so that you can love them through me. Because yes. it says, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, it's all about love. And it says now we have three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. Mm-hmm. Yes. And love is Jesus, right? And yeah. so if we're following after him, then, it, it, you know, it's not going to be easy. every. I was at the grocery store a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, this, this, and I smiled everyone. I, I just, I, I yes. just kind of smile. And this, this old man, he was a little grumpy. He goes, why are you smiling? Oh. And it kind of caught me off guard. He's like, well, why are you smiling? I was like, I said, well, sir, I just, you know, I, I just like to smile. You know, I just like to, to help other people feel good by smiling. So I went home and I called my dad and I was telling my dad about the conversation. He goes, I wonder the same thing. Why do people smile at strangers? And I'm thinking, we need to be better at loving people on a day-to-day basis. If two people in a day said, why do you, do you smile at strange people? Because... That that's love. We're seeing people. Exactly. It's like we can go about our day and walk past people in the grocery store, you know, in the mall, and never make eye contact. But are, is that what we're supposed no. to but do? But I think the one that feels offended by that, that goes back to our, there's something in them. Right. Yes. Yes. They're not at peace. They're struggling. With. Right. They're, They're hurting. Struggling. Right. Yeah. Wounded people hurt, you know, yes. hurt people. Yes. And so that's where I think the love comes in. Yes. You know, love mm-hmm. can, you know, through our acts of love can change mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. And, you know, even with loving our enemies, like I had a situation where I had to cut off a relationship and it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. And the Lord is all about restoration. But if someone is abusing you, then that is also love, too. And you can do it in love and say, you know, I need the Lord to give us time. Mm -hmm. And if it it works out to be, but you can still even have those hard conversations in love if God is leading you a certain way. Of course, the highest is restoration, but he also... He loves us so much that he doesn't condone abuse either. Right, absolutely. He gives us boundaries mm-hmm. for right. reasons, and we need to make sure we operate in those boundaries that he gives us, boundaries and borders. We'll be right back with more on loving difficult people in your world here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back 
to the Christian View. We are talking today about loving difficult people, and we've established that we are all difficult people, right? At some point in our life, we are going to be difficult. I jokingly say, I have an amazing husband. Like, he just puts up with me, you know, and we talked earlier about boundaries and the Lord giving us boundaries for those who have been abused, right? And cutting off relationships when we need to cut them off. And you had mentioned that, you know, God is a God of restoration, and that's what he wants. That's what he truly wants. But there are some people that we do have to put boundaries we have to cut off if you're being abused you know we as believers Trudy we are not supposed to take that abuse and live with that abuse so that's where the boundaries and the borders come in that we really need to be mindful of you know but Lee when we are dealing with difficult people when we're loving difficult people we've got to learn the right way Yes. And the right time to confront mm-hmm. because there is a right way and there's a wrong way and there's a right time and there's a wrong time. And right. we've got to really know, know that difference so that we can do this in love. Right. And um, I definitely agree. And I know that, you know, most of us would rather avoid conflict, you know, and confrontation and hope that it'll go away, but it won't go away. But one of the things I've learned, you know, just before even really moving into like a therapeutic role, more so just thinking from the Bible, the initial example when uh, Adam and Eve upset God, how he waited till the cool of the day. Right. In other words, so he calmed down and he was able to come and talk about it rationally. Right. And I know sometimes, you know, when things happen, we're ready to deal with it yeah. right away. You know, like, no, I, I want to talk about it now. Right. But sometimes you do need to step away. You need to think about both sides of it. And really, even when you begin to talk about it, you know, begin to talk about it from a positive place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we always want to put I in it. But sometimes if we express to the other person, like, I know you may right now be upset. Mm-hmm. You know, at least you're acknowledging their right. feelings and acknowledging they have something going on. And then especially, you know, and this takes a lot of courage. If you know that you've done something that may have really led to the confrontation, go ahead and own that and just say, when I said this, I know that it made you feel this way. That was not my intent. I'm not trying to discount your feelings, but I know it made you feel that way. And all those kind of things are healthy ways to begin the conversation. You may not, and I always tell people, don't look for the resolve right away. It may be a day. It may be later. It may not ever resolve. But even in that, you have to learn how to healthily agree to disagree. Right, absolutely. I like that. Agree to disagree. And and when we go to confront, we confront in love, right? We confront in love. And it's not an attack, right? We go with with restoration in mind, if at all possible, Mm -hmm. right? But we do need to find out, okay, is it 24 hours? Is it, you know, is it, you know, is it going to be six months? How do we go to that person? But it does say in scripture to make sure you handle matters matters quickly. And so, but we, and I think we have to prayerfully examine our motives right. first in yes. our own, like you said, taking ownership of that and see if like if there's a plank in our own eye right, before right, we right. start trying to pull us back. Right. And I think David said like, search me, O Lord, yes. and see if there's any, you know, wicked way and lead me in the way of everlasting. So I think that's something we have to do. But God has... You know, in his word, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you've gained a brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And it says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, there's other scriptures as well. But, yeah. And here's one, going back to what you said. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. is that scripture. There yeah. are, you know, right. guidelines. There are, there are guidelines. Yeah. And I think that if we don't, you know, heed those guidelines, it's going to cause more more division or more destruction in that situation. And so we do need to be wise. We do right. to walk, you know, walk in wisdom. Just to kind of piggyback on some of what Lee was saying, I saw these 10, uh, 10 checkpoints, but this is just a few of them, and I thought were so good because I personally, <coughs> confrontation, I would rather, I avoid. Right. It's not good. I know that's not God's. Yeah. It's just something about it. It just undoes me. And I can't mm-hmm. think straight, you know, in confrontation. But anyway, so some simple steps. And I had to use those, just these, just last week. And I literally went to the book and said, okay, mm-hmm. before I confront this person, I want right. to do it this way. So it's do it privately, not publicly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Once you've made your point, don't repeat it. Mm-hmm. Deal only with one issue at a time. Mm-hmm. Avoid sarcasm. So it's like in the heat yes. when you're trying to make your point. Sometimes mm-hmm. sarcasm can get in right. there. Um, avoid words like always and never. You know, we've always been told that, but mm-hmm. it seems to just come right out yeah. when, when you're in a conflict. And use a sandwich approach. Approach, compliment, confront, and compliment. Right. Mm-hmm. So I could do that. Like I had a, a blueprint. Ooh. Good. And I that's could good. do it that right. way. And and it really yeah. was so helpful. So I hope that's mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you do that and you go to that person? So if them you you know at home mm-hmm. wanting to do those steps and it's not received well. Mm-hmm. What what is your next step? Yeah. You know, for me, something that the Lord highlighted to me recently, you know, just in my prayer time with him. Um, I feel like he's had me sort of on this litmus test in the last several months um, and seeing like what is in the body. And he showed me through the verse where he says, you know, to the least of these, you've done it unto me and showing me in a different way so that when, you know, we're offended or we cut someone off or we judge someone or, you know, we mistreat someone in some way and we think, oh, it's just my brother and sister, like, you know, like whatever. I don't, I'm not accountable to you. But what if the Lord is like, no, but you did that to me. Right. Yes. And we're going to go stand before him. Right. And he's, we're going to say, Lord, I, I never robbed from you. Lord, I, I never judged you. Yeah. Lord, I didn't look right. down on you. And he's like, you but you did. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's him. We have right. Jesus, the living Christ inside of us. Absolutely. So in these tough times, I think in those confrontational times, if we keep that sort of in the backstory mm-hmm. of our brain, I think it, it, it will help us sort of right. keep calmer in that to just even peacefully walk yeah. away and the scripture that stands out to me is as much as it depends on you live at yes. peace yes. with yes. all people so Amen. as much as it depends on me i'm going to live at peace right. with, with everyone around me yes. and I, I stand before the lord and i think that's yes. a huge point to end on we'll be right back with a little bit more on how you can love those difficult people in your life don't go away We're talking today about loving difficult people, and we've just, you know, discovered that we ourselves can be unlovable sometimes. Not unlovable, but difficult to love. And we probably have people coming in in our lives that are, you know, just challenging. You know, but I think about when those unloving people cross our paths. It's a, it's a, it's a way that we can, it can sharpen us, right? It can develop us. You know, we can become more like Christ by asking Him to help us, you know, love people in the midst of a hard season of their life, right, Candace? And I think that we can use love or kindness as a tool yes. to help other people overcome what they're going through. I agree. Um, 
before I get to points of how we can use love as yes. kindness, there's a story I want to tell. And again, I need to preface it. There is no good in me apart from Christ. And I need to say that. But when I moved out of New York City and we got our first house, I was raising three babies and I said, whoever comes to this house, I don't care if they're working to deliver something, I want to just show Christ to them. Right. That's all because I am engulfed right here. I can't be doing ministries out there, so I'll show. So still, anybody comes to my house, we just had the roof redone because of uh, tornadoes and hail and stuff like that. And the workers... I make an appointment, anybody who comes, I'm going to say, can I get you lunch? And I feed them and I give them drink. And I'm like, here's to use the bathroom because you're out here all day in this heat. And I keep them, well, and I speak moderate amount of Spanish. So they came to me and said, you are the first person who's ever treated us as humans. Mm-hmm. And I, that broke my heart. And the reason I share that story is, a lot of times the difficult people we encounter have experienced some kind of right, hurt right. that they're still lashing yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And if we look at them as they have been made in the image of Christ, how can I love them and show kindness? Right. So first thing I put is pray for my own heart that I remember they're created in God's image and I soften my heart towards them. Pray for me, then pray for them that the Lord would... Uh, draw them to himself, overcome evil with good, as it says in Romans. I think sometimes we move away from them when sometimes the Lord calls us to move towards them. Like, how can I serve you? Or can I, you know, give you a word of encouragement? Look for specific ways to bless them. Write them a note of appreciation. Buy them a book like this has really helped me. I maybe you're going through that, and then I think give them grace right. as God gives us grace. And I have to say, I don't always get it right. I encountered someone in the gym recently, and I knew they were difficult. And I had a bad morning, and I'm like, Lord, I just don't feel like being loving and kind. I just don't. And I didn't. I just stayed in my own world. And then I left the whole day, and the Lord said, I gave you an opportunity mm. to show <clears throat> grace, and you chose not to. And I've been praying, Lord, please bring that person back to the gym so I can love them as Jesus would. So I don't always get it right, Right. but my heart is that, please make me into the image of your son and see as you do. Right, absolutely. I think, you know, going back, you know, and I don't want to say loving the unlovely because... Because everyone is lovely and everyone right. deserves to be loved, right? It's just us getting out of our own little box, right? Mm-hmm. And our own little comfort zone. Yes. And as we said before, it's not about us. No. Is it? It's, it's not about us. And if we can be a vessel, the hands and feet of Jesus, to offer love and hope to a hurting world, you know, when we get to heaven... I mean, I think about the Ironman race that I do, and as I go run through the shoot, you have all these people on the sideline cheering you on, and I think that's how it's going to be in heaven. Yes. We may not even know, Lee, the people that we touch by just a smile yes. or just writing a note yes. and saying, hey, I'm thinking about you today. How's it going? But when we get to heaven, we'll see these people, and they say, well, I remember when you smiled at me. I remember when you did this. You know, And we didn't do it knowing that God prompted us to do it. And so sometimes it's just, it just shows up one day in heaven. You know, does that make sense? No, totally. And so getting outside of ourselves and blessing other people, because sometimes we just, we just hold it all in Mm -hmm. and God didn't bless us to keep it in. He blessed us to be a blessing and to love other people. And I think, I'm sorry. 
And I think, too, if we look at it from the stance of, you know, looking at what a person's need is, Mm -hmm. you know, versus the offense that's going on, you know, because even like with Christ, he looked beyond all our faults and he saw our needs. And I think that if we begin to encounter people, Mm -hmm. a lot of times in my day to day operation, I deal with difficult people, difficult staff, difficult People on the outside, mm-hmm. stakeholders, and then, you know, pastoring a church, difficult members right. sometimes. But even at that, I'm looking more so at what is the need versus the offense. And when you look at it from that standpoint, then you begin to respond versus reacting. Exactly. You know, respond right. to that need right. versus reacting to the offense. Mm-hmm. And if you can separate the two, because, you know, consider ourselves, we all, whether we have wanted to do it or not, we probably all have offended somebody right. at yes, some time, yes. even in our our moment of sometimes just trying to get help, mm-hmm. you know, yes. we can really come across in the wrong way. And I think another good tool is to, if we've, if like you said, if mm-hmm. we've hurt somebody, how great is it for us to go and humble ourselves yes. and say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Yes. I think that speech speaks mm-hmm. volume to yes. the yeah. situation, right? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, going back to that scripture I was sharing earlier, the least of these, you've done it unto me. In that in that context, he was saying, like, I, I was in prison and right. you didn't come to visit me. Mm-hmm. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about, like, hey, you know, little offenses. We're talking about, right. like, the unlovable here. Right. Yes. And really, you know... Our call, our mandate is to show God to them and he is yes. love. Right. Absolutely. You know, and um, let's see, First Peter 4, 8 says, above all things. So this is above anything, above all things, have intense and unfailing love for one mm. another. Yes. For love covers a multitude of sins. It forgives and disregards the offense mm-hmm. to others. Mm-hmm. And you know something I think that is so helpful, too, is knowing that we all have different spiritual temperaments. Right. And something that it would offend us, they don't even think about right. like right. you know, one certain temperament is called a choleric and they're very driven, mm-hmm. like the type A. Right. And they're not worried about hurting people's feelings as much as getting the job done. Absolutely. God hates those people. Right. When I say those people, I mean that's mm-hmm. not exactly my personality, but I I admire that. <laughs> right. You know, and um so but then like the people that are very outgoing and friendly mm-hmm. and all, sometimes that can really get on that person's nerves right. that is driven yes. to the end mm-hmm. product. But we have to step back and go, okay, that's their personality. And then it's not, it doesn't offend you right. because you realize God is using them in the kingdom yeah. for a specific purpose. And we're in the kingdom for the God-given personality right. temperament that we have. And it just works mm-hmm. together. And it's just a, a really great thing to learn about the four different spiritual temperaments. Absolutely. I, I, I totally, we were talking about that in a mentoring class last on Wednesday night. And there's another one called the DISC, right? Yeah, and so, same thing. So you, yeah. yeah, same thing. You just need to, you need to know what, what personality you're walking in. And, and, uh, and what you're dealing with. And so the choleric or the high D, mm-hmm. they, they want to get the job done. But then you have the S or the sanguine. And they, um, yeah. they're they like, I'm just going to... I just want to have a good yeah, time. I just want to have a good time. And so you've got to know the personalities yes. that you're dealing so with. Helpful. But you have to truly, truly, truly know who your identity is. And that is in Christ. And then we won't walk around offended anymore, right? right, right. Yeah. We'll be right back with a little bit more here on The Christian View. Don't go away. We had a great discussion today on loving difficult people. I want to leave you with this scripture. It's Matthew 5, 43 and 48. It says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. God has given given us everything we need to go out and love the world for him. So I want you to read your Bible, um, find the scriptures that pertain to you, and know that God is for you and no one can stand against you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.